Good afternoon or good evening, everybody. This is the Cantastic at Muni Poly Matters um, from Substack, and I am very pleased to be doing another candidate interview with uh, one of this number of uh, candidates running in this year's uh, municipal election in Ontario. Of course, there's also municipal elections in BC, Manitoba, and Prince Edward Island, as well as, of course, right now, as of this recording, there's a provincial election campaign going on, elections on June 2nd. I am very pleased tonight to be joined by uh, Mr. Uh, Brennan Bem Bempong, is it? Bempong, yeah, you Bempong. said it correct. Yes, uh, Brennan is running in the city of Mississauga, and he will be running for city councilor in Ward 10. So Brennan, welcome to my show, I guess. And uh, I'm very glad that you're here. Uh, how are you tonight? I'm doing very well. It's been a busy last two weeks. As you know, once you file your nomination papers, a lot of running around, a lot of things to get started, but I'm ready for the journey. Yeah, did you register right on May 2nd, like the first day or, or, or maybe a few yes, days? Right on, yeah, right on May 2nd, I registered. I had an appointment at the bank to open the bank account. And then as soon as that was done, I was head over to City Hall and got everything going. Right, because I remember meeting you, uh, I think maybe a few weeks before at the candidate info session the city hosted, and you were asking a lot of questions about procedure, and I was like, oh, that's a new face I haven't, uh, I haven't seen before, because, um, you know, usually in uh, Mississauga, uh, it's usually the incumbents who are either running or, you know, I've seen a few other familiar faces I've run before, but I think, I think you're a new candidate, because I don't recall seeing you on the ballot before. Is this your first time running? Um, yes, this is my first time running. Every the previous elections, I was in either in university or illegal to vote. So oh. first time on the ballot, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, let's just uh, get into some maybe basic information about you. Like, I'd like to know a little more about Brennan and you know what he's about. So, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself? Well, that's a very loaded question, but I'll do my best to. So, <laughs> my I've been in Mississauga for most of my life, born and raised. Um, so literally grew up in Ward 10, what used to be formerly Ward 9, grew up in this community, went to uh, elementary school, uh, middle school, high school here for university, went away, was gone for the past five years. So this is going into 2015 now, graduated high school 2015, finished uh, high school, went away to university and college, came back, came back in 2019. It was in my field, which is an orthopedic technician putting cast on people. As you know, 2019 leads into 2020, the pandemic. Throughout the pandemic, I'm seeing for firsthand the problems in our society, such as people feeling isolated, people feeling alone, people feeling like hopeless. Uh, long story short, this leads me to starting my programs in the community. They're called Services to the People programs, where I took the needs, I did a survey of the, or I looked at what the people needed in our community and started providing services to them. So one of them was a clothing hall. So that to get people who needed clothes, I gathered clothes and then uh, shipped it out to people. The other was, uh, the Amina program, which is named after the elderly woman I used to assist with her yard, Amina. So what we used to do is um, I would go over there personally myself and help her with her front yard, her backyard, just any little things to help improve her day-to-day -day life. Uh, and then what was the other program? The one I'm most proud of is the Space to Talk program. So I took some signs in the community that's literally said Space to Talk, put them at grasses and uh, communities in more 10. So Churchill Meadows Community Park, or now known as the Friendship Community Park and the Liz Garfield Community Park took them there and just talked to people about whatever was going on with their mental health, their day-to-day, -day, how they're surviving through the pandemic. And through these programs, I realized there was a lot of power in our city level that wasn't tapped into. There was a lot of innovation or innovation left on the table that needed to be addressed. So 
here we are. That leads me into now, May 2nd, 2022, following my nomination papers, having a lot of community support, getting the grassroots ready to go and going to knock out the incumbent on October 24th. Wow. Okay. Thank you for answering a lot. That was a lot of information. Uh, probably at the end of the episode, I'll ask you to provide the links for all the maybe uh, the, the, the projects you've been involved in so we can let the people know uh, where to go. I just want to uh, show people to, um, since this is going to be on video, where Ward 10 is in Mississauga. And I'm going to try to share my screen West here. West Mississauga. West Mississauga. Um, on the border of uh, Mississauga and Milton, that last pocket on the top left-hand side. Yeah, so it's basically this area of Mississauga that's west, yeah, right at the Ninth Line and um, around Winston Churchill. So you mentioned Lisgar and Churchill Meadows. Those would be the primary communities, I guess. Yes, all the way up to Lisgar Go. So if you start at Eglinton Avenue West and then just uh, just before Lisgar Go, the last street, I believe, is Black Walnut Trail. Ah, wow. Okay, so you definitely know the, know the ward, yeah. uh, know the area. You still live there? Yeah, I've always been there. I'm going to stay here. Great, great. So you dove into a few things about um, why you decided to run. Like it's sort of like it was just a bunch of a number of community projects that you've been involved in, being involved in community. And um, no, I, I I I don't know if you realize, but you know Mississauga has a very uh, strong incumbency factor, and uh, the current councilor Sue McFadden, she's been in office since two thousand six, I believe. Uh, she won her last re-election with over 90% of the vote. And that was just against one candidate. I, I, I'm personally of some belief that it's easier for voters to um, have a choice when there's only two candidates. But um, you seem to, uh, you know, I mean, but she won with like 90% of the vote the last time. So just curious as you, oh. Let me, let me jump into that. So okay. she won percent of the voting population only 16 percent of people in war 10 who are elected to vote went out to vote so she won 90 percent of 16 percent not 90 percent of 100 percent you know so, yeah you have those numbers but there's 84 percent of people who aren't politically engaged those are the people i'm targeting okay yeah so that that's a good question that actually allows me to go right into this how do you engage the 84 percent who didn't vote last time um either because they just felt sue mcfadden wasn't going to win or was going to win, or um, they just weren't like motivated? Like, how do you motivate that 84%? Education, talking to them, being there. I'm gonna, I've been out in the community for the last two years, legitimately, every single day I've been in the parks, I've been doing something. Those uh, programs that I listed, I did them all myself. I created them myself. I funded them myself. I ran them on myself. There was 10 total. I just told you about three of them. The community knows who I am. The community knows how much effort I'll put into this. The community knows how much effort I've already put into this. And the community knows my face. I'm not someone who hides in my hides in my two-door audio. I'm not someone who's only comes to community events, takes pictures and leaves. I talk to every single person. Every single person knows who I am. So that 84% will show up. And that's why I know I'll win. Okay. So do you have like certain specific like things you want to do as a city councilor that you want to put like, do you have like a top five or like a top 10 list that you're putting out there when you're going to people say, hi, I'm Brennan. I'm running to be a city councilor. Yeah. I want to do these things if I get elected. Yeah, when I get elected, I'll be doing these. Things. I have my whole platform. There's uh, things that I will do in the first 24 months and then things that I'll do in the last 24 months. So it's divided into two, the first 24 and then the last 24. It's a very clear and specific and very um, attainable. It doesn't need, it doesn't require more uh, a vote at city council. It's legitimately, I'm able to do this because I have the, I've already done it. So it'd be an expansion of this place to talk program, which will be instead of it being me doing the talk, it'll be 
teens or student therapists in the community going out and doing this who will get their volunteer or get uh, placement hours through our university. I've already partnered with um, therapists who are want to send me students for this program. So legitimately, the second I win the election, space to talk with therapists in the community is good to go. On top of that, there was um, more volunteer uh, opportunities for youth in high schools. As we know, we have a crisis in our communities in Mississauga. I'm not sure if you live in Mississauga or not, but we see a lot of violence. We see what's happening at, um, what's that, you know, um, the high school that just had the stabbing not too long ago. There was, there's been stabbings multiple in Mississauga. There's been stabbings in Toronto. We need to get youth off the street. We need to give them something to do. They need to stop thinking that if you don't rap, you don't play basketball, or you don't sell like narcotics on the streets, that's the only way out. I'm providing that opportunity for them because we always say we want to engage youth, but then we don't have youth at the table. It doesn't make sense. There's too much hypocrisy and double talk, and I'm here to get rid of that. Okay. Yeah. Just a side note, I grew up in Mississauga. I currently live somewhere else, but I do come back on the weekends. I'm familiar with a lot of the problems and issues that have been going on in Mississauga for dec for a couple of years now. Um, so you mentioned a lot about um you know, having community supports. And it seems like the way I look at Ward 10 is a very typical suburban neighborhood. Um, you know, there's not its own, its own community center. I think it's mostly in Ward 9 prior to uh, it being split off from Ward 9. Ward 10 wasn't really its own ward. So um, like there was a big, uh, there's a big like, development being planned along the ninth line lands. I don't know if you followed that particular um, uh, um, proposal to uh, have, a, I think the new community center is coming uh, at some point. It's there, and like, 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 is there something you want to expand from from that like um, new infrastructure project, or is, is it is it good the way it is? Like, would you do anything to improve what they're building on the ninth line lines right now? So, what's coming to the ninth line lines is good, but it doesn't provide things for people who are underserved. It's good for the people who can already afford to use these programs because if you go to that community center, there's nothing to do where you can just walk in and hang out. There's no space for the youth to just go and hang out and be themselves or a place to go study that isn't the library. So what I'm trying to do is serve the person. We're too focused on, oh, I will have this idea, I have that idea that never directly impacts a person. It's just, oh, let's improve roads, something generic like that. I'm here to serve the community and actually serve the person. I'm not here to just create like new ideas or new, um, or I am here for new ideas, obviously, but you know, I'm not just here to, oh, here's a structure. Let's, let's focus on the structure and ignore the person. I'm here to focus on the person. And then from the person, we can build a new structure. We're doing it backwards. We're trying to put the structure in first before we fix the person. We need to build the person up before we can even look at the structure. Uh, another issue that Mississauga, actually, as well as a number of municipalities and communities across Canada has been going through is affordable housing uh, yeah. issues, like the housing crisis is a thing, and it doesn't seem like there is an ideal solution from anybody that's being proposed. Um, War 10 is a very, um, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's most of it's built out, it's very standard suburban housing, and although there are like townhouse developments that are have been recently uh, built that are, I guess, a little more other than the single detached uh, um, a model that has been used before. Like, uh, what's your stance on affordable housing? Do you think the city needs to do something like put in more inclusionary zoning or just completely revamp the whole zoning plan and just um, have something completely different in order to get more affordable housing built and more housing for people? Okay, uh, so the thing is, is that we're, again, we're talking about the structures instead of the person. So what I'm coming to do and what I will be doing is making sure that people's expenses are, are decreased so that you're able to have a bit more money in your pocket. That's the thing. 
because if you're unable to afford a house because the groceries are so expensive, the gas is so expensive, childcare is so expensive, driving your kids around, et cetera, et cetera. Why don't we start to alleviate some of these stresses on people? And then when the time comes where we can make affordable housing, which is a big nuanced problem that involves the federal, uh, provincial and municipal, it'd be a lie for me to come here and tell you, oh, I have the answer for affordable housing. It'd be a lie for any politician. It's a whole thing where all of us have to work together at all three, uh, all three governmental levels before we can even uh, address it. I know people don't want to hear that, but what I provide is the truth. A lot of people will come here and say, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, lie about it, got none of it done, and then come back for your vote in three and a half years. I'm not going to do that. What I'm here to do is to alleviate the stresses that you have on your day-to-day so that you have more money in your pocket, so that you're not worried about how, uh, saving for, well, you will still be worried about saving for your house, but you'll still have more money in your pocket so that there's less of a burden on you towards saving for your house, if that makes sense. If you need me to clarify, let me know. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I think what you're saying is uh, very uh, reasonable. You know, it starts with like helping the person and just, you know, having a voice and just being open-minded. Like you said, you don't have all the answers. And like, I don't think we expect everyone who runs our office to have like the immediate perfect answer, but we just expect them to be open-minded and just uh, ask thoughtful questions, I think, at the end of the day. Um, so another issue I think Mississauga has always been dealing with is transit. Um, there's been a lot of like big time infrastructure projects that have been announced. I think uh, recently uh, the city announced um, that they were getting funding from, I think, the provincial government to do the... Uh... Sorry about that. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. Someone, someone, sorry, you broke up a bit. Someone was calling me. Oh, okay. No problem. No problem. Yeah. I, my other, qu- I'll just repeat my question. My other about, qu- about transit, talking. transit. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I think like Ward Ten has like challenges with being serviced by adequate transit. I mean, yeah. we do have Miss, we do have Mrs. My Way, but like there's probably areas in the ward that are like hard hard, hard reached by transit, so everybody still drives a car. Yeah. And although the city has like announced a number of major infrastructure projects, like is there something that you think that they should do more of in terms of the area of public transit? I think we need to move away from everyone being in a vehicle to get around places and start getting more active in the sense that we can bike to many of the places that we're trying to drive or bus to. So it's about getting people more like in, uh, in shape and more comfortable on a bike. So making it more bike accessible. As you know, on a new community center, and or I'm not sure if you know this, but in a new community center on Ninth Line that you were just talking about, there's no way to walk there that's safe. So instead of putting it like just a beaten uh, road dirt path, I'll put in a bike lane so that people can bike to the community center instead of always having to drive there to feel safe or park somewhere and walk across, which is a dangerous cross to do because you're going through Ninth Line, as you know, Ninth Line on that border of Milton and Mississauga, a lot of traffic there. So things like that. So again, creative solutions. I'm not going to come here and say, oh, I'm going to make a bus fare $2 because that's not feasible. But I'm going to come here and say, okay, outside the box, here's an idea. Let's get more people on bikes especially if you're a single commuter driving and you're not going to pick anything up. It's not, it's not that difficult. I can pick up your groceries. I do that all the time. Okay. Um, my last question before I kind of go into a bit of campaign strategy question, but you kind of probably answered a bit of, the, of that already. Uh, I am a bit of a pr- proponent on, of a ranked choice voting or ranked ballots. Yeah. Um, now I don't think in the last election we've applied to War 10 since uh, Sue got 90% of the vote. But 90%. There, 90, she got over 90% of the vote. Yeah. But um, yeah, but in a number of like races across Mississauga, there are candidates that have been elected with less than 50%. And um, 
I think like implementing ranked ballots is would be helpful at the municipal level. So I'm just wondering your um, opinion on that, like whether you're for or against it and any other thoughts you have on like ranked ballots or maybe term limits or any sort of like things that would help enhance the democracy locally. Well, what help enhance the democracy is that if uh, the sitting incumbents didn't try to get other people disqualified before they filed their nomination paper, I'm just going to leave that. I'm going to leave that alone. But what well, um, I'm believe I'm a big proponent of ranked balance. I'm a big proponent of first past the poll. Whichever one gets the right person in office and gets the most people out to vote is I'm cool with. So if you want to do ranked ballots, first past the polls, it doesn't matter. I know at the end of the day on October 24th, 2022, I'll be ranked. I'll be elected in a city councilor in Mississauga one time. So. And I do believe in term limits because you can't, it doesn't make sense for the president of the United States to only get two terms, but then the rest of the Senate is lifetime appointments. And then we have that here in Canada where until the person decides to retire, no one tries to beat them because like you were saying, everyone thinks, oh, Mississauga, the incumbent will never lose. So here, that's another thing I'm gonna change because people only go for, as you know, if there's an open seat like Ward 6, Ward 2 and Ward 9, people are gonna run for those, but then, or now Ward 11 as well, people will run for that, but no one will run against the incumbent. And then they wonder why the incumbent gets con con uh, comfortable and stagnant because no one runs against them and they know their job secure. Uh, uh, Ward 10's uh, council position is not secure. The last thing, it's the furthest thing from secure. Okay. Sorry, a lot of people keep so, reaching out to me. And no, I understand. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, 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 you would have a lot of people reaching out to you since you've become a candidate. So I can understand that completely. Um, I guess like, you mentioned already before, like your strategy is just to reach people, which is to get that 84%. Like, um, are you doing social media? Are you doing like phone canvassing and door to door or the typical like um, strategies? Or are you doing something maybe even different than, than those traditional methods? A magician never shows his hand until it's time. Okay. Well, I think we can uh, end the interview there. I want to thank you again, Brennan, for uh, speaking with me, if, even in your busy schedule, just for this uh, brief time. Um, just so I can uh, let people know where to find you, like where, where can people find you on your social media or websites? Right. So, um, my Instagram is my name, Brennan, and then a B with two underscores. The website, which will be ready on June 1st, is uh, Brennan Bempong, Ward 10, all one name, uh, .ca. So www.brennanbempongward10.ca. LinkedIn is my name, Brennan Bempong. Um, I already gave you my Instagram. And an email is bempongward10 at, uh, at gmail.com if you want to reach out and provide any service. Uh, yeah, I also remembered your Facebook. I think you referred to yourself as servant of the people. No, a community members did that. Oh, someone community that. members. Uh, yeah, yeah, so someone gave me that title and I was like, I'll run with it. Thank you. Because oh, we're trying okay. Yeah, because um, earlier I was Googling servant of the people hoping to find you, but instead I pulled up the uh, president of Ukraine, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, because that was his uh, old uh, sitcom that he used to be on when he, when he was an actor. <laughs> I'm not an actor, I'm a real person. No, I just, just a random point because servant of the people was looking it up. And uh, anyway, but uh, thank you again, Brennan, for your time. And um, the election is on October 24th. 2022. Uh, yes, Mississauga Ward 10 Council candidate Brennan Bempong. Um, if he gets, okay, he will say when he gets elected, I believe he would be the first black council, black councilor elected since uh, 1997 or, oh my uh, gosh. Cliff, Cliff uh, Giles, he, yeah. yeah. 
very corrupt. Don't compare me to him. No, no, I'm not comparing you. I, I never, I mean, you brought up his name, so I just, I just, you would be the yeah. first elected since like in 22 years at least. But yeah, uh, I, 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 sorry, what? That's my lifespan. 1997 was the year I was born. Wow. Okay, everybody, you heard Brennan is 25 years old, right? I'll be 25 during the election process, yes. Okay. Well, Brennan, thank you again. I thank you for your time. And everyone, this has been fantastic from Millie Poly Matters. Thank you for watching and listening, and I'll see you down the road. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.